Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Folks, you're listening to Two Men in the Mouse, episode 215 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on January 14th, 2021. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined as always by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kev. Hey, Pete. Happy New Year. And what Likewise. Not? Two weeks late, but whatever. Uh, folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep magic of disney alive in our lives every day we want to share that magic with you so pull up a chair gather the family or pop in your favorite set of headphones and let's experience the magic together Pete, kevin another year of two men in the mouse yep let's do it i believe it's our seventh or eighth year i don't i don't know i stopped counting uh <laughs> but um it's gotta be at least eight because we started this when i was across the street yes yeah so, so. maybe it was eight i think we started in I think we started in 2014, so that would make it seven, I believe. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, um, all right, so we've got so much to get through. Uh, so apologies to our wonderful friends around the world for the fact that we have not had a show uh, in almost two months at this point. Uh, you know, things were a little weird around the holidays for us because, you know, with the way the way things are in this world, like I... I got promoted, so I've been super busy. The only time I could really record was the mornings, um, and your kids were using your laptop for distance learning, so we've just kind of not been able to like coordinate. This I, I have the weirdest schedule in the world. I almost, I don't, so I almost don't even try to explain it to you. Yeah, my kids are learning from home, and they are in the PM schedule, which means they don't start school till about eleven thirty, which is why I, I had been able to record in the mornings, but. Whenever anything happens, they switch all the kids to uh, virtual learning, which means everyone goes in the morning. Right. So even I, I just told you recently that this was actually my last week of like them in school in the morning. If not, they just extended another week. So oh, next man. week they're in the morning also. Yeah. So we're doing a show next week. It's going to have to be at nighttime. But yeah. yeah, it's just been crazy. Yeah. So mo we moved schedules around uh, in order to be able to do this for you guys tonight. And we're excited to be back on the air. I know we missed pretty much all, the whole Christmas season. So how was your, your Christmas season? Oh, it worked out. Well, I was swamped at work, which is a wonderful thing after a kind of tough year. Yeah, so. I'm sure. Um, you know, we, we got a bunch of uh, good Morty Monster videos uh, for Christmas time. Oh, that's great. Yeah, we got a, um, you know, we got, we, got the we got a Magic Kingdom series up and we got a Disney Springs series up. I didn't get over to Epcot or uh, Hollywood Studios during Christmas. Just, I've just been trying to not go very often, to be honest. Like, now is that a COVID-related thing? Or yeah, just, no, that's a it... that's a COVID-related thing. Like, I just don't really feel like super comfortable right now with like how things are. Right. Um, which I mean, Disney's doing a great job. It's not like it's universal, but I just don't feel um, I just don't feel like it's the most responsible thing to be going all the time. So I'm not yeah, going all the time. I get that. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we're, we're doing a bunch of cool Morty stuff. Um, I'm trying to launch this Morty Monster Reviews series. Uh, I really want to, like, 
you know, start having him review like movies and video games and TV shows. The plan is for him to start doing weekly reviews of WandaVision when that drops tomorrow. Okay. Uh, but I mean, we'll see because, you know, Kevin plans and the world laughs. Uh, right. so we'll see how that goes. Uh, all right. So ready to hop into the news? Let's do it. The news brought to you as always by our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. Um, you can always find Dave by reaching out to him, DisneyDaveWFRizon.net, or check out Magical Travel Dave on Facebook, or hit him up in the Two Men in the Mouse Facebook discussion group. He's always in there. His name is Dave Weikert, as we just said. All right, worldwide news. Uh, we're going to start off with some good news, because there's not a lot of good news. So we got to take like what we news. can get. Uh, park hopping is back. It is back. Yes. The I'm last assuming you haven't done it. I have done it. Oh, good. I specifically went last week, last Tuesday, um, just to, just to park hop so that I could talk about it on the show. Nice. Yeah. I went with my two friends and we went to animal kingdom and then park hop to magic kingdom. And it was, you know, seamless. Now I've heard that there are buses. There are buses. That will take you from one park to another park. There's always that. Has there always been that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I heard like specifically for park hopping, like you can get on an Animal Kingdom bus from Epcot. Yeah, you've always been able to do that. Oh, nice. <laughs> you've never done that before? No. How would you go from Animal Kingdom to Epcot? Typically, if we're park hopping, it's usually based around some form of event or I'm not actually going one park to another. I'm going back to the hotel and okay. then in the evening we're going to go here. It's really weird that you didn't know that there was buses that went between the, the parks. No, I never used it. Yeah, no, I mean, that that was, you know. They, Maybe they I'm thinking specifically like Epcot to Magic Kingdom, which well, I, I mean, don't think about think it. If you're that. trying to get to Animal Kingdom from any other park, you have to take a bus. Right, but I know with the Epcot monorail line down, right, they've well, like added transportation. They've just kind of made it a point to say that like buses are the main form. Of, like, but you have to take a bus to get from Magic Kingdom to Epcot now instead of taking the monorail because right. that monorail line is still down. Um, so, but anyway, I did it. It worked. It was fine. Uh, you can park hop after two p.m. and uh, yeah, I have no complaints about how park hopping worked. I don't love that two p two p.m. number. Why? Some, I mean, the park's closed so early now. They do. I mean, we got we were in Magic Kingdom for like I'm not kidding. Like we didn't. We got there at like to Animal Kingdom at around like four, okay. and then we we you know we had maybe like two hours in in Magic Kingdom. But like Epcot closes at seven, so if you're going to go hit Epcot for dinner, you know, and you're having a five o'clock dinner, let's say, I mean, yeah. you're you're not getting you're not going to ride and test track also. No, and walking not. around World Showcase. Well, no, especially because the lines have been getting a lot longer. Right. Because there's still no fast pass. Which I'm sure there's a reason why we can't have fast pass right now that that is related to all of this. But for the life of me, I can't figure it out. If one of our if one of our wow. wonderful listeners wants to like post it in the group like this is the exact reason why I'd be I'll be like, oh, cool. Right on. But like you want me to tell you my fear for fast pass that it's never coming back or that it's oh, coming it, it, or that it's coming back with a price tag. It's coming back with a price tag. Yeah, I have a feeling too. I have a I have a sinking suspicion that that's going to happen. I hope it's not true, but I mean, you're they they are hemorrhaging money right now. I well, yeah, I mean, we're about to get into some of that, so uh, buckle up, folks, because we're about to uh, we're we're about to take a trip onto the dark side. Um, 
Extra Magic Hours are being discontinued. Disney has announced that it will discontinue Extra Magic Hours to be replaced with Early Theme Park Entry. Um, so that's going to be debuting later in 2021. Early Theme Park Entry gives Walt Disney World Resort Hotel guests 30 minutes early access to any theme park every day. Um, in a statement, Disney said that the change will allow a better spread of visitation across all four theme parks and will give guests better flexibility. At its peak, Extra Magic Hours offered three hours of extended operating hours in the evening after regular park close and an hour in the morning before park opening. However, the option was restricted to a specific theme park on a specific day. Extra Magic Hours were suspended along with the COVID-19 shutdown and did not resume when the parks reopened in July 2020. So thoughts on this? Uh, not surprising. I mean, listen, every every cost-cutting measure is going to be taken. Yes. I mean, it's just, it's so funny to me, though, because they are, and, and this is going to be kind of a thing that we talk about a little bit this week, where, um, you know, all, all you guys that say that we never talk about any of the bad stuff, like, like, buckle up for this week, because, <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I'm, I'm getting increasingly more frustrated at the fact that, like, they keep taking things away, but they don't change the price. If anything, the prices right. are going to well, go up. Right. They can't. I mean, that's the thing. Like, they, they, the things they're taking away are kind of like extra fringe things, yeah. but I mean, they're operating at such a loss that like they can't be like, oh, we're, we're going to slash prices. They, they can't do it. They're not having enough people go. But, like, and but at the pe- same like time, character dining, character dining with no characters, but still costs. You're still paying $60 for Crystal Palace with no characters to, to, yeah. to, to get French toast and, and scrambled eggs. I thought they had reduced the price if there's no characters there. No. No, like I, I, like I, I looked into it recently, and the price was still full price. Because we did um, Chef Mickey's, and it actually wasn't. It wasn't crazy. I mean, listen, it's still crazy, but yeah. it wasn't as bad as it normally is. No. Now we did Garden Grill, and that was, but there were characters there. Yeah, but I, I know that a bunch of them are still the regular price. Mm-hmm. I have heard this from people. So. You know, I, I can't imagine paying for a character breakfast with no characters and paying, you know, 50 bucks a head for 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 a right. Disney breakfast. I mean, you go to these character breakfasts, you're not go, you're not paying all that money for for the wonderful cuisine. No, I mean, unfortunately, as much as I loved, you know, going, I, I did think that Chef Mickey's that family style like didn't work that well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I believe Trattoria Al Forno, where they do the... um the Ariel, Eric, Rapunzel, Flynn. That has no characters, but that I believe is still like 40 something bucks ahead. Right. Um, okay. So, uh, in further news, oh, this one hurt and I haven't used this service in forever, but still it hurts me. Like, like I feel like hurt for all of my friends around the world because Magical Express is being discontinued. Yep. And I feel the hurt personally because I know that now a lot more friends are going to be like, hey, could you pick me up at the airport and take me to Disney? <laughs> I so, thought about that. Yeah. I swear I did. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, like Kevin like, could just pick me up. <laughs> I, like for you, that's fine. But like, like, like I'll set like I'll send you packages and stuff like that. But <laughs> when everyone starts asking, it gets to be a little much. Um, but yeah, so Disney plans to end Magical Express Airport Transportation Service as of 2022. So you got one more year of it, folks. If you got a trip planned this year, you enjoy your Magical Express experience because it's the last one you're going to have. In a I, feel bad for, I feel bad for mirrors. 
Um, well, Mirrors is still do is still going to be doing shuttle service, yep. but I'm pretty sure you have to pay for it. Of course you will. It will be like in the days before Magical Express. Yep. The problem there is everyone's just going to Uber. That is also true. So then they're probably going to push for a, you know, no Uber at the airport, which is what they did in California. That's LAX. well, no, that was like that here originally, but then like a law was passed allowing Uber to be at the airport. Okay. So yeah, so mirrors might take like a real hit here. Yeah. Um, in a statement, Disney said vacationers have more options to choose from than ever for transportation, including rideshare services that save time and offer more flexibility to go where they want. Uh, to go where they want when they want. In light of this shift, when Disney Resort hotel bookings op- open for stays in 2022, we will no longer offer Disney's Magical Express service for airport transportation starting with arrivals on January 1st, 2022. We will continue to operate the service for new and existing reservations made at Disney Resort hotels for arrivals throughout 2021. Additionally, comp- additionally, complimentary transportation options such as buses, monorails, and Disney Skyliner will continue to be available within Walt Disney World Resort for, for Disney Resort hotel guests, including to and from all four theme parks. Uh, Magical Express service did reopen with the COVID-19 shutdown in mid-July, but it has not been providing luggage delivery service for anyone arriving and departing from the airport. Magical Express was launched as a service back in 2005 and has quickly become a popular option for guests staying at Walt Disney World Resort hotels, often saving guests hundreds of dollars on transportation costs. The service is operated by a third-party vendor, Mears Transportation, which, you know, like you said, is going to be having some hard times now. Um... Is it wrong that the first thing I thought when I heard this news, aside from being very sad, was, well, it's not like they have the good video anymore anyway. <laughs> I've thought about that as well. I mean, seriously, like, immediately, it's the first thing I thought of. I'm like, ah. Oh, that video when like the characters were like checking into the hotel and yes. Uncle Scrooge. Uncle Scrooge had the wallet out and stuff like that. Oh, it was great. Is there a way to get a copy of that video? I'm pretty I sure it's on it. YouTube. Okay, good. I'm pretty I love that. yeah because one time my friend Zach uh, and Becky who have been on the show before they flew in and they fly in from Maine so they fly into uh, Bangor uh, they fly from uh, Maine into um, the Sanford Airport instead of the Orlando Airport right so I pick the, I usually pick them up when they come in and so one year I actually had a mount for my um, my tablet in the car back then because I wanted to like have my GPS be really big. Um, and so I played the the Magical Express I like video. I vaguely remember you telling me that. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Um, the Magic Kev Express, which apparently is going to be back in in operation <laughs> in 2022. Um, <sighs> man, the, but don't you love when Disney does stuff like this and they're like, because we know that you want to go where you want to go when you want to go there. We made this decision for you. I do like, I always find it very creative reading oh, the press release. How they spin it. Like, yep. do you remember like when they, when they took tips out of the, um, out of the dining plan? They were like, because we know that you want to decide how much you tip your servers. It's <laughs> no longer included in Disney dining plans. Yep. Uh, I, it's, it's like, I would love to meet the person who's like the minister of like spin on Disney news stories. Well, there's someone. Uh, same day reservations are now available for theme parks, even when those parks are listed as being unavailable. This is the thing. 
Now, go with me, because this was a report on www.magic.com, so I'm going to be reading directly from what they said. Disney appears to be adjusting the criteria for Disney Park Pass availability at Walt Disney World following the reintroduction of park hopping. It now appears that same-day Park Pass reservations can be made, even if the reservation availability calendar says none are available. We tested this today by trying to make a reservation for Hollywood Studios. Early in the day, the park was listed as being not available, and attempts to make a reservation failed. However, around 11.15 a.m., it was possible to make a reservation, despite the reservation availability calendar still indicating that there was no availability. This has likely been introduced as part of the new park hopping ability for theme parks. That begins at 2 p.m., Disney may have found that guests have been randomly making reservations at any park with the intention of then hopping to the park of their choice at 2 p.m. Giving guests the ability to make a same-day reservation for a park removes that need and may help Disney manage crowds more accurately by using reservations instead of park hopping. Disney has yet to make any announcement regarding any possible change in policy, so at this point that information should be treated as speculation that may change at any time. Um, so there, there you go. That's, that's a little right. interesting way of like gaming the system. Um, so this is interesting and I feel like this is going to apply heavily to you. And I actually saw this in motion, but I didn't really know what it was when I was Christmas shopping. Okay. Uh, Disney is testing mobile merchandise checkout. Uh, we all knew this was a matter of time, right? Yeah. So mobile checkout at retail stores is coming to Walt Disney World via the My Disney Experience app, which, I mean, that app is going to end up doing everything for you now. Like, it's going to yep. be your room key, it's going to be your park ticket, it's going to be your everything. Um, it's uh, now testing at two locations, uh, which is, I believe, one of the stores at Pop and um, Mouse Gear. So... Um, from from the from a screenshot from the app says now testing at select stores you can now scan items and check out using your mobile app here's how it works grab a designated mobile checkout shopping bag scan items as you add them to your bag tap checkout when finished shopping to pay on your phone show your QR code to a cast member as you exit and you're all set pretty easy right i'm always amazed when people do that at the apple store they do it. Oh, see, I remember when I haven't shopped at an Apple store in probably 10 oh, yeah. or 12 years. You can go buy an, like an iPad, like, you know, boop, boop, buy like on your phone and just walk out of the store with it. It's wild. Yeah. Uh, currently, this is limited to mouse gear at Epcot and everything pop at Disney's Pop Century Resort. You can buy merchandise without having to visit a register. And here's how it works. You pick the bag like like they just said. You use the you scan it with the My Disney Experience app, place your items in the bag. You get the QR code. As you exit the store, cast member scans the app and then um, verifies your purchases. So the move to self-service comes at a time of Disney saving labor costs and minimizing cast member interaction due to COVID-19. Although new for Disney, similar systems have been used at other retailers for some time, most notably at Apple and Walmart. So um, how do you feel about this as someone with a merch addiction? Um... I would never do it if, you know, I could just go wait on the line and it wasn't crazy. But let's face it, we've all been there at times where we're like, oh, this line's going to be like 15 minutes. Yep. Like, it's barely moving. So I can't say I wouldn't do it. I mean, I think I would. But... I, I would do it, too. And, you know, it's um, like when I was shopping, I was shopping at Mouse Gear, actually, for um, for Christmas for my grandmother because I got her a Grogu Baby Yoda-like stuffed animal because um, my grandmother loves the Mandalorian. And 
Yep. And my mother was like, she's not going to like that. And I'm like, you watch. And she loved it. Like, dude, it was a awesome Christmas. Um, but um, so I was, I was shopping in there and there was a cast member being like, oh, do you want to check out on the app? Do you want to check out on the app? And I'm like, no, no, I don't. And, but now like, I wish I would have tried it now that I know what it is. Hmm, interesting. Okay, resort news. Uh, now, not a Disney resort, but there is a new resort coming just outside of Walt Disney World property. A new billion-dollar, 10,000-room resort project right next to Walt Disney World. It is named the Evermore Orlando Resort, and the first phase of it will open in 2023. It will offer a new approach to vacationing, according to the developer, uh, Dart Interests Florida. Evermore, Florida will feature a large-scale community of homes solely built for the purpose of vacation renting and operate with hotel quality standards. The resort will offer flats and homes ranging from 2 to 11 bed 2 to 11 bedrooms okay. and will also debut Orlando's first Conrad Hotel, Hilton's luxury brand. Bordering Walt Disney World just minutes from Magic Kingdom in Disney Springs, the project is a redevelopment of the villas at Grand Cypress and will offer a convenient option for groups looking to enjoy Orlando theme parks. Amenities will include a 20-acre tropical beach complex, an 8-acre crystalline water amenity by Crystal Lagoons, a new 18-hole Nicholas golf design golf course, and numerous restaurants. But do they have foot golf? That's what it's really all about. Right? Do you think Disney still does that? I haven't heard of anything about foot no. golf forever. <laughs> like, no, do you I think that was just don't. like for like a month? Yeah, Foot Golf got the boot. Yeah, no, I never, I never actually got to go. Do you know, I just, I just recently, because I listened to the Office Ladies podcast, which is like right. my new, like, obsession. Um, and they were talking about Frolf, which okay. is Frisbee golf. Like, why does everyone feel, is it because golf is so, such like a difficult game to master? Everyone's like, we have to make easier versions of golf. No, I don't know if it's master. I, I mean, the appeal of golf is limited. What about like golf, like water golf, like you play golf in the water? That's the thing, right? So the appeal of golf is limited and the space to have a golf course is enormous. So they have to find ways right. to kind of like, you know, get more people into using that like ground. What about like dog golf? Like I could play golf with my dog. I mean, you can do that. It's just called golf. People take their, their dogs on a golf course? No, but why not? Why not bring your dog? I mean, my dog would like hate it, but... Because he hates anything that's not lounging, but maybe I will be the one to develop dog golf. Got to work on that. Yeah. Come up with some rules. All right. On further resort news, a new slide, uh, water slide pool has opened at the Boardwalk Resort. Now, obviously, the Boardwalk Resort was famous for, um, um, let's say, a, a, let's just call it what it is, a really creepy water slide. Yep. With a weird, weird clown. Uh, that has been done away with, and it has been redesigned to fit in with uh, the Mickey cartoon shorts, which are also Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railways based off of that, so it kind of goes, you know, together with it. Uh, the new style features Mickey and Friends and replaces the original clown. Crews were still working on the finishing touches when this was reported, uh, so, but the pool is open now. You had to have people who weren't going to stay there or because use of the that clown. pool. Because yeah. of the clown. Yep. I mean, like, there are these chairs there. Have you ever seen these, like, psycho death chairs that they have at the boardwalk? No. Is that what they're actually called? It's what I call them. Dude, these chairs, they look like creepy, like, like, like dead flower children. I've heard about it. And you this. have to like sit on its lap yep. and like the backrest is like its face. And I'm like, there's I no have... way that this thing doesn't we bite me in these. the back. 
Yeah, we talked about these one time. They this are is disturbing. it is nightmare fuel. Like I'm like I, I asked a friend of mine. I'm like, do they have these in the rooms? Because I'd never <laughs> sleep. I would never sleep. I would never sleep. Oh man. Like I don't understand. Like like look, I grew up in in you know Jersey, going to the boardwalk. I never saw anything like that. No. Never saw anything like that on Boardwalk Empire either. All right. Uh, water park news. We actually have some water park news wow. this week, right? Okay. Yeah. Great. Blizzard Beach is officially slated to be the first Disney water park to open in March. Okay. Disney has today announced that Blizzard Beach will be the first of the two Disney Walt Disney World water parks to reopen on March 7th, 2021. Disney had indicated back in September that one of the water parks would reopen, but did not specify... Uh, at the time, whether it would be Typhoon Lagoon or Blizzard Beach, both of Walt Disney World's water parks closed along with the rest of the resort in March of 2020 due to COVID-19 and have remained closed despite the main four theme parks reopening. Disney has said that its focus is on a successful phase reopening of its hotels and main theme parks. So water parks are starting to reopen. We got Blizzard okay. Beach back. I'm sure all the people that are visiting from Europe will be very happy because they're the only ones that I know of that actually go to it. Yeah, I, I don't know anyone that does the water parks. I mean, I, I some of our listeners, you know, come from other countries, and and you know, when you're when you're doing like fourteen a massive trip, yeah, fourteen right. days visiting from the UK, you throw in a water park day because why not at that? Yeah, point? Yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Um. So yeah. All right, we are going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to hear from our wonderful sponsors and the rest of the White Dragon Podcast, and we're going to be back uh, with more of the news. So stay tuned, folks. <clears throat> More Two Men in the Mouse coming at you right after this. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. Your whole family has to get going. You got to pack everything up. You got to figure out where you're eating. You got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier makes your trip planning a more fun experience? Tell me. That sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business here in 2008, and in that time has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it were his own, and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with, and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave, you're likely to pay less and get more. And what's better than that, Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I did that. That's like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney Cruise Line vacations you might be going. Uh, This can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. He gave them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weicker autograph books. Of course. Well, Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weicker. Depends on his name on it. Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best 
to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer. Folks, take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse. If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey. And renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop queues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. So, how does it work? You just go to KingdomStrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit KingdomStrollers.com. humans my name is morty monster and i'm uh, well i'm a monster i'm here as an exchange student from the monster world where growing up i fell in love with the world of human pop culture unfortunately not a lot of monsters share that passion so i came here to experience all of these things that i love and to share that passion with all of you i do this through my youtube channel with regular video blogs One of my favorite things to do is film while in the theme parks of Orlando, Florida. Join me in Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, and more. I'll also be reviewing comic books, web videos, TV shows, movies, and other awesome stuff. Find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash MortyMonster. I'm on Instagram as MortyMonster and Friends. I'm also on Twitter as MortyMonsterBFF. From there, you can find a link to my YouTube videos. Please like, subscribe, love, sign up for notifications and more for all the Morty content. I can't wait to share my adventures with all of you. Morty Monster! It's like my cover of of our I think I could sell this. All right, all right, we're back. Uh, I should use it as I should start using it as my wrestling theme song. 
Oh, that'd be great. Like just relax the audience on my way to the ring so they're nice and solemn <laughs> and quiet. I, I you know, I, have we had a show since the big win? I don't remember. We if might, we did was only one. We we may not have. Um yeah, so uh for those of you that don't know, um I am the UWA elite champion now. Um I won it in the 2020 Brawl for It All match. Uh, That's de- very exciting. Yes, defeated 30 uh, or 29 other men, threw them over the top rope uh, to claim the vacated title, and then I defended it at Last Breath 2020 within the confines of a 15 foot high steel cage, Peter Mandel. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Did we you have to climb match. out of the steel cage? No, I went through the door. Right. I successfully defended it. I mean, and by, and by me. I mean, the Dark Angel Vincent Valentine did all of this stuff. Right, right. You know, he just looks like me, so I... Sometimes it just feels like we're so close that I feel like I'm him. But I'm actually looking at the belt right now. It's like... It's actually sitting on the couch next to my desk, next to Morty. What if you show up to a match, but you forget the belt? That would be really bad. I was... Dude, For when, when I flew in for the cage match, I was so scared I was going to forget the belt. <laughs> Or that like, or that like, my bag was gonna get like lost, and like the belt was gonna like. Well, here's the thing, like, and and any wrestler that's ever had to travel with a championship belt will will tell you this sto- exact same story. It will get taken out of your carry on at security. Okay. Not because it's suspicious, but because the airport security just thinks it's awesome, and they want to play with it. Flying back from when I won it, flying to last breath and flying back from last breath each time the belt was taken out of my bag for the airport security to be like oh this is so cool like put it over their shoulder and stuff like that i'm like oh thanks that's you know mine (laughs) you didn't really ask Um, have you ever like just in like your regular street duds to like warn it to target or something like that um warn it to no but i did take it to disney (laughs) Okay. I took it to Disney and I got a bunch of PhotoPass pictures with it. Oh, that's awesome. I got a whole slew of PhotoPass pictures with the belt. Um, right around, it was at Halloween, too. So, like, everything was all spooky out. Um, so, I got pictures with it on Main Street. And then I took a picture holding it up on the way down Splash Mountain. But, like, it never populated to my app. So, I'm wondering if they just, like, shot it down. That's possible. It is possible. I mean, they never said there's a no championship belt. Um you know, rule, but there might be. Right. There might be. All right. Uh, Disney Springs news. Ready for this? <coughs> um, Sorry, excuse me. Uh, Gideon's Bakehouse has opened and then closed and now reopened. Yeah. Is it actually open today? Uh, as of today, it was reopening. That was the rumor right. that I heard. Uh, so... Uh, it's funny because I was actually in Disney Springs last week, and one of the things that we wanted to do was we were like, oh, let's go check out Gideon's Bakehouse because everyone keeps talking about it, didn't realize it was closed. Yeah. And they never gave a reason as to why it was closed. Some people have guessed that it was some kind of COVID issue, um, but there is currently no official reason as to why Gideon's Bakehouse closed for a week. Interesting. I, I do want you to go there because I'm I'm very like excited about it. Yeah, I I mean it's on the list of things to do. I might actually end up over in that area this weekend. So if that happens, I will I will take yeah, a look. Let me know. It looks like something out of um, Diagon Alley. Yeah, I love it. I like the aesthetic. Yeah. I like the uh, yeah. the gargoyle. I think it all looks really cool. Yeah, absolutely. 
Disney, the uh, Disney has kind of confirmed that the new Cirque du Soleil show is going to debut sometime in 2021. Okay. Uh, Disney released its annual Things to Do in the New Year list uh, this month. Alongside Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, Cirque du Soleil's Drawn to Life is slated as coming later in 2021. The show was originally planned to begin on March 20th, 2020, but was canceled due to the arrival of COVID-19. Since then, Cirque du Soleil has gone through a turbulent period with mass layoffs and filing for bankruptcy. Um, it, it was mentioned in the 21 Ways to Kick Off 2021 with Magic at Walt Disney World Resort press release. It said, get excited for even more magic later this year. Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, the new family-friendly attraction coming to the France Pavilion in Epcot, will, de- will debut in 2021. And the new Cirque du Soleil show, Drawn to Life, coming to Disney Springs, will be a collaboration between Cirque du Soleil, Walt Disney Animation Studios, uh, and Walt Disney Imagineering. More details about these experiences and other excitement happening around Walt Disney World will be released at a later date. Now, we talked a bit about transportation from the airport before, about Magical Express. Well, right. it is possible that a uh, train service is coming to Disney Springs. I've heard about this. The Br- the Brightline uh, line. So Brightline and Walt Disney World Resort has announced that they have entered into a- an agreement to bring Brightline train service to Disney Springs. The service, if approved, will link Walt Disney World and Brightline stations at Orlando International Airport, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, and West Palm Beach. Uh, the design concept for the proposed station at Disney Springs at Walt Disney World Resort includes a lobby on the ground level, passenger facilities, and an upper level train platform. The exact location of the station has not been disclosed. Brightline will offer a car-free connection to the millions of visitors from around the state and the, and the world who plan to make Walt Disney World Resort part of their vacation plans, said Patrick Goddard, president of Brightline. Our mission has always been to connect our guests to the people and places that matter, and Walt Disney World Resort is a tremendous example of this. We're excited to work with Brightline as they pursue the potential development of a train station at Walt Disney World Resort, a project that would support our local economy and offer a bold, forward-looking transportation solution for our community and guests, um, said Jeff Vale, president of Walt Disney World Resort. Um, So what do you think about this? I mean, I guess there's the need for it, right? Yes. You don't undertake a project of this magnitude. So how do you feel about the idea that, like, instead of taking an Uber from the airport, which would be, I mean, like, there's they charge you a premium when you take an Uber from Orlando Airport. Right. So, you know, you're probably paying upwards of $50, $60 for that Uber ride. Um, maybe It might even be more. Um. So maybe instead you just get a, a train ticket for probably wouldn't be very much. You take the train to Disney Springs. And now, now obviously you can't bring your luggage onto a Disney um, bus, but maybe then you just or you just get an Uber from Disney Springs to your resort, and that's under ten bucks. Uh making it two step is yes. It, I mean, yes, there is a two step, but maybe well, but. Now, riddle me this. Do you think as this gets closer, Disney will do some kind of bus transportation from Disney Springs 
to the resorts instead of the airport. I don't know. I mean, honestly, what do you think it costs per person to take this train to Disney Springs? Do you think it's $10 a person? Probably something like that. I mean, you could take a train from $10 a person. So it's 40 bucks. Plus I have to go to Springs and now get an Uber from Springs, which is what? 10 bucks, eight bucks. So I'm at 48 bucks. I'll just pay the 60 bucks and go one shot right now to my hotel. All right. I, I think it's cool. I think, I mean, I, I've thought this train line sounds cool. I mean, I didn't know about the Disney Springs component of it, but I knew that they were building a train station that connected the Orlando airport to like Miami and Tampa. And I would like to go to those places, but not drive there. So I think that would be pretty cool. Magic Kingdom news. All right. We got some bad news here. You want the good news or the bad news first? Uh, let's just start bad. Well, All right. Keep going bad. Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom will close this month for good. Yeah. Good point. You know what, though? Everything has its run. And I felt like this did really well for a long time. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm mostly just going to miss like the like the specialty card at all of the me too. I mean, I love it. We've played the game, but I mean, we love collecting the cards, but I mean, I get it. Like it's, they, they probably doesn't have a ton of people playing it. They probably don't want to keep renting it. Yeah. Well, magic kingdom's internet interactive scavenger hunt. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorcerers of the magic kingdom will close on January 24th, 2021 launched in early 2012. The game followed on from the success of Epcot's Kim Possible Adventure and brought location-based gameplay to the Magic Kingdom. Its popularity has waned over the years, and starting the starting location behind Yield Christmas Shop was eventually closed, leaving only the Main Street USA location at the Firehouse in Town Square. It is thought that the gameplay portals have become an issue during extended queues that are a result of physical distancing, and this may have been the final nail in the coffin for the game. Um, <clears throat> I don't believe the Pirates, uh, the Pirate game is 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 active at the moment either um right but now what do you think now that because of like they're taking this step in magic do you think that uh the ducktales game in epcot is not going to happen i don't you don't think think it's going to happen or you do think it's no no i do think it's gonna happen i don't think this will affect it that that game is completely different because that game is to find a way to get parents around world showcase with children who might not be interested in the countries of world showcase right yes i mean that's that's a knock on epcot like there's nothing to do there for kids even as they add stuff right so things like you know kid cop fun stations and you know all the games that they have had like through the years there phineas and ferb that's all for kids and it doesn't cost that much, especially now that you can just do everything on your phone. So, no, I still see that being uh, something that happens. How, how are you doing with DuckTales? Have you, have you watched it? Are you, are you like caught up with it? No. No, I'm like super behind. Oh, man. How far back are you? I mean, I watched like season one. Uh, season two is like even better. I know. I heard it's great. Not just from you. And season three is, un- is like mind-blowingly good. <clears throat> like they found a way like they did a backdoor pilot for Darkwing Duck. Right, you told me that. Yeah, it was fantastic. They even found a way to bring Darkwing's villains into the canon of the show. Like That's pretty cool. So so cool and amazing. They did a wrestling episode, which is a wrestler like that was really like awesome for me. Okay. Because like clearly they knew their stuff, like basically like w- once every like 100 years or so Scrooge has to battle Jormungandr, the the Norse world serpent, for to uh-huh. to because if if Jormungandr wins, then he like destroys the world, 
And so when they get there, it's like in Valhalla, which is like all the slain Asgardians are all there. And <clears throat> so Jormungandr is like in a ring and Launchpad realizes that it's wrestling. Like they have pro wrestling matches and that's how they decide this. And so they think that Scrooge is like this big hero. But then like it turns out Scrooge is the heel, which is the bad guy. Okay. And Jormungandr is the baby face. So Scrooge is the millionaire miser. And so he comes out with like a bag to like collect back taxes from the audience. It's really, really funny. funny. And then like Scrooge ends up getting hurt. And so Dewey, Dewey and Webby like have to go in there and like, like take his place. And Dewey, Dewey desperately wants the crowd to love him. So he, he comes out as champ popular. Uh, <laughs> and they all hate him. And it's, it's absolutely hysterical. Oh, it's that sounds good. absolutely hysterical. I thought it was a fantastic episode. There's also a really good episode where it shows like Donald and Della's first adventure with Scrooge when they were kids. Oh, nice. Yeah, like it's it's very very good. Uh the good news for Magic Kingdom, the electric water pageant is back. There you go. Yeah. Got a little something back. Hey, what's <clears throat> the deal with the um with the <coughs> sail sign at Pirates of the Caribbean? I I don't know. You know like, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like the sign is just gone. Like it's just a black sail. It's just a, it's just a black sail now. Yeah, it doesn't say Pirates of the Caribbean on it. No, not so. Like if you don't know that that's Pirates of the Caribbean, like it just seems like a weird <laughs> thing to change. I wonder like what happens. Yeah, I don't know. Like the old the old sail had like uh you know like the giant cannonball holes in it. Yeah, this is just like a big piece of black material. Yep, I I have no Very idea. Weird. I have no explanation for it. And like I looked, I mean, because we were just there, you know, I mean, months ago now, but and it was it was in our pictures, like you know, the old sign. So I don't know, somewhere between here and there, they just made it a boring black sail. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Epcot news. We're gonna spend some time here because there's lots of Epcot news. Soul of Jazz is coming to the American Pavilion. This appears to be, from what I gather, um, a new like museum type uh, display coming into the American Adventure. So the American Adventure Pavilion at Epcot will host a new exhibit next month, The Soul of Jazz, an American Adventure, featuring Joe Gardner from Disney and Pixar's Soul, now streaming on Disney+. Plus. You will be invited on a musical tour of America to learn about this inspiring genre of music. Did you watch Soul? I did. How was it? I didn't see it. Um, I liked it. I think it's, you know, fun. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, get like tissues. And I, I didn't find it at all like tearjerker why well, watched it like a day after or two days after wonder woman 84 so i might have also just been numb to movies at well, that point. yeah i was actually just about to make this joke because like i felt so deflated after wonder woman 84 that i just couldn't watch another movie <laughs> it was so bad amazing oh man pay pa- listen pedro pascal he tries he really tries in that movie i actually i like the whole cast I thought Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, Kristen Wiig, Pedro Pascal, I thought they were all excellent. I just think the, the story was garbage. It's terrible. It is awful. Um, and we won't talk about my major problem with the movie because this is a family show. Um, the Epcot monorail remains closed. We touched on this earlier. Despite park hopping returning, uh, to get to Epcot, you are still using a bus, a boat, or the Skyliner to get there. A, the new fountain has debuted in front of Epcot, and it looks it looks gorgeous. 
Very excited about that. Yep. Uh, did you see there's also new manhole covers in that front area? Yeah. You they look really like Spaceship cool. Earth. I think that's really yep. neat. Yeah, I like them. I really like the new fountain. I, I think I was a little disappointed because I for some reason I thought the water was going to like shoot up out of it. Okay. Like I thought that the pylons were like like the water was going to be like in the center of it like shooting up, but it's they're they're just there to look pretty, I guess. Um the Festival of the Arts or Taste of Epcot Festival of the Arts is now open, which I I'm looking forward to getting to eventually. Um you've got a lobster poutine there this year. Saw that. That has got Kev written all over it. Yeah, it looks nice. Yeah, no that that is got like serious kev vibes um they've also announced a taste of epcot's flower and garden festival now okay. as we all know last year um flower and garden festival was cut short because of covid and no one ever got their orange bird um magnets by the way i saw like somebody had one like i was somewhere where like someone had one of the orange bird magnets and i'm like how did you get that like assuming it must have been like an etsy shop he goes oh I have a friend who works at like a recycling center or like a garbage center or something like that. And he's like, Disney threw them all out. Wow. And I, so I still don't know if he was just messing with me. Huh. But if they threw those out, I'm going to be really mad. <laughs> Are they like, dated? Do they have like a. Like no! 2000? I don't think so. I don't think. Because I, I have the Donald one. I don't think that's dated. Right. I don't remember <clears> them being dated. They mailed out the Tinkerbell one. Why don't you mail out the. Um, you know, just mail out the orange bird one instead. But whatever. Um, all right. So beginning March 3rd, 2021, the Taste of Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival will run through July 5th and is available with valid admission and a park reservation for the same date. 2021 festival is almost a month longer than the 2020 festival and will take place over 125 days in 2021. Wow. Going into July 5th. That's pretty interesting. Wow. Because typically, you know, it was always like, there was no festival June and July. Right. Um, let's see. Along with the usual topiaries, uh, more than 20 outdoor kitchens will be returning to World Showcase. So, it's going be pretty big. It's always a festival. All right. Um, <clears throat> and finally, um, www.magic.com did a really good deep dive into, um, like updates on Epcot's future and like what might be coming and not coming to Epcot at this point based on like the, okay. those original, like, um, so, uh, during IAPA and the D23 Fantastic Worlds events, uh, we got some clarity on the direction of Epcot, but it also raised more questions about some aspects of what was originally announced for the park's transformation. As Disney moved to confirm that Remy's Ratatouille Adventure will move to a 2021 opening, we did not get a timeline update on the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind or Space 220. Guardians has reached the milestone of vehicle testing, and some show elements are arriving on site, which seems to be a very positive step. I can't believe Space 220 is still, like, not open. Well, you're talking about a restaurant that had issues before the world had issues. So it's kind of a probably perfect storm of craziness. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Play Pavilion, <clears throat> which is coming to Wonders of Life, uh, seems to have completely dropped off the menu, at least for now. In a press release issued this week, there is no mention of the reworked Wonders Pavilion. Play was planned to be an interactive experience that may just become unfeasible given the current COVID-19 health restrictions. Disney may be waiting to see how things develop and if this could once again become a possibility. I think that that's not for this world anymore. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that it'll it'll be on the docket, but I think it's it's we're not going to get that for a long time. Definitely not a priority. Well, especially because that building has sat empty for how long? It can easily sit empty and not hurt right. the park. You know, it's not like like not building in the center of Future World. Like you know, it's not going to hurt anything. Another addition that is pending uh, e- the easing of healthcare restrictions is Harmonious, the return of nighttime shows at Disney. Is thought to be considered for spring 2021 and construction of Harmonies is continuing. Disney also confirmed that the massive show barges will remain on the lagoon during the day disguised by a daytime fountain show. There were some people that were like hating on that. Really? On, like the fact that like they're like, oh, well, the, the, the sight lines. And I'm like, OK, well, if I want to see the, the U.S. Pavilion from Future World, I'll just walk five steps to the right. Right, right. <laughs> like this is not the sorcerer hat. Come on. Right. Who who was getting that picture anyway? Like, and won't that picture be better? Like with a big fountain behind you? Like, I think this looks amazing. And they've already been moving the barges into the lagoon. I saw that. They look cool. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Also missing from any recent discussion is the rework of Spaceship Earth, originally planned to begin earlier this year. The changes were put on hold as the company scrambled to save money and get Epcot back open to guests in July. We may see this later, but for now, Spaceship Earth remains as it is. The Phoenicians will continue to be thanked, Peter Mandel. Uh, At the center of the park, there are more questions about what will become of the central spine of Epcot. As work slowly continues on gutting the former Interventions buildings, the elaborate festival center is gone from the plans. But what will replace it is open to interpretation. New wording in the press release describes a a newly reimagined festival area. So are we looking at an open area of land that will house some event kiosks? That is that could be a distinct possibility. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, we were definitely not getting that multi-tiered festival center nope. that we were supposed to get. Nope. Which that's a bummer. Staying within the center of the park, Dreamer's Point remains as does the statue of Walt Disney. We also expect the new Starbucks mouse gear and other food and beverage and retail to be featured. The journey of water inspired by Moana remains in the plans, which means we should see a total demolition of the still standing Interventions West building anytime now. I believe they are starting to like really rip that down. And finally, uh, Mary Poppins, the United Kingdom Pavilion came so close to finally getting an attraction, but this one failed to get out of the starting gate and was canceled back in July. So there you go. That's what's happening in Epcot. Yeah, unfortunately, I think we knew a lot of this, you know. I mean, look, the big things are still happening. We're still getting Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. We're still getting Guardians of the Galaxy. We're still getting Dreamer's Point with the Walt statue. Um, Mouse Gear will still get its new location. It's And Harmonious is still going to happen. It's just like the Play Pavilion, the, um, the, the updated Spaceship Earth, which, you know, if you want to put off closing Spaceship Earth for three years, I'm okay with that. Me too, right? Um, and the Mary Poppins ride, like the and and the Festival Center, those are the things that we kind of have to live without. But that Mary Poppins ride, you know that that'll come back in the future at some point. I hope so. I mean, you think that, but you never know. I, I think this is going to be some long term ramifications. Quite possible. So I don't know when that's going to happen. All right, uh, Animal Kingdom news: goats have been added to the safari. Cool. Yeah, the new warden post scene at the very end of the attraction uh, has been under construction for the past few months and is now home to Nigerian dwarf goats. 
the scene is set up by the drivers as being a new outpost for the warden to keep a close eye on the animals, and the goats are part for a small farm in the area. Uh, originally from Nigeria, these goats are considered to be of high value because of the high-protein milk they provide, which is also very sweet. That makes me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm always more, more, I'm all for goats, you know. I love goats. Yeah. Um, so these are not the goats that were in, originally I was, when I heard goats, I was like, oh, what, did they just move Megatron and his friends over from, uh, Rafiki's Planet Watch, Megatron and McFly, and, cause all the right, goats yeah. over there have the cool 80s names. But no, these apparently are new Nigerian dwarf goats. Cool. Uh, Kali River Rapids is currently in the midst of its three-month uh, closure, like it gets every winter. Um, it is uh, it closed January 3rd and will reopen April April 2nd. Uh, Hollywood Studios news. We have new times for virtual queues for Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. That's been going on uh, since December 20th. Virtual queue boarding distribution begins at a new time. Rise of the Resistance. The first distribution of the day will begin prior to park opening at 7 a.m. via My Disney Experience. The second distribution will move from the the 2 p.m. slot to 1 p.m. Basically so that they don't have people coming into the park, park hopping at 2 p.m. trying to get on Rise of the Resistance. Uh, So here's how the new process works from as of December 20th. Guests with a valid ticket or annual pass and a Disney Hollywood Studio Park reservation uh, will be able to access the virtual queue system and check for an available boarding group starting at 7 a.m. on the day of the park reservation. This can be done before you leave your Disney Resort Hotel or wherever else nearby you might be at that time. The virtual queue will then reopen daily at 1 p.m. for anyone who wasn't already able to join a boarding group earlier in the day. Note, guests must be inside Disney's Hollywood Studio to access the second virtual queue opportunity and access to a boarding group is subject to availability and, of course, not guaranteed. Uh, finally, we have some outside Walt Disney World news this week. Um, that is, uh, Disneyland has scrapped its annual pass um, program. So uh, Disneyland and Disney California Adventure theme parks have been closed for nearly a year because of COVID-19. And they are ending the annual pass program as we know it, according to the Los Angeles Times. The popular multi-tiered ticketing system, which shifted the culture of the two Anaheim theme parks in a way that it became a daily, weekly, or monthly hangout for many Southern Californians, is being axed. The annual pass program will eventually be replaced with new membership offerings, Disneyland Resort President Ken Potrock told reporters Thursday. He offered no timeline for the future offerings, citing the unpredictability of the current environment. Uh, the surge of coronavirus cases gripping Southern California prevents theme parks from knowing when they will reopen and what restrictions they will face once they do. Um, so ending that program provides refunds to all those who paid for days beyond the park's closure last March. I can't help but think that's part of it also. I mean, they're basically holding money yeah. for people. Yeah, you can't do it. Who, you know, I don't know when that park's actually going to open. So, yeah. I mean, it's how it's, long can you hold people's money for? It's cleaner to just kind of, you know. Right. Act. But now, like, the LA Times is making this seem like they are doing away with the annual pass, right? And they're going to do something different other than annual passes. Right. So that gives me some pause because. You know, they replaced the puppeteers at Playhouse Disney Live on stage with a dance party. And then all of a sudden we lose Playhouse Disney Live on stage in Walt Disney World. So, right. you know, I don't want to see that happen. But and that's the news this week, my friend. A lot of news. A lot of news. We had a lot to catch up on, but we're caught up and we can start doing regular shows again, which that's going to be fun. 
Um, <clears throat> anything else you wanted to, to dish on? You wanted to tell me how much Wonder Woman sucked or? No, it really wasn't fun. It really wasn't. Like, it's not even fun to like rip on. Like, it was just sad how bad it was. I know. It's so bad. Um, what do you think about these, uh, what I think are almost impossible rumors about them rebranding Galaxy's Edge? I think it's impossible. I do not think it's possible. Look, it's do- impossible. It's you have Rise of the Resistance. So basically, what what Pete is talking about is there's a rumor going around because there's all these crazy Star Wars theories going on right now, where people are like, <clears throat> "There's a civil war at Lucasfilm between Kathleen Kennedy and John Favreau and Dave Filoni." Like, no, they're not. They work for her. She's the boss. Like, right. for better or worse, that that woman is in charge of Lucasfilm. Like, no one is rebelling against her and keeping their job. Um, and it's not like like it's like this sequels versus like Mando, like Mandalorian, like like rumors that are going on. So now the rumor is, and and I do think that this might happen, that they'll replace like Ray and Kylo Ren with like Mando and Ahsoka. Sure. You put Mando in there, you put Ahsoka in there, you put Boba Fett in there, you could put, um, <clears throat> uh, I mean, I think you could, even, you could even put Fennec in there. But Mando with Grogu, like, I would do it at, like, the puppet, like, um, like they did with Figment. Yeah, that's back what in I was the just going to say. That would work out perfectly. Because if, if Mando is in there, Grogu's got to be in there with him. Like, that's right. the, that's the moneymaker. Um, <clears throat> But, you know, that raises timeline concerns because, you know, Galaxy's Edge is is unlike any other park in the parkland in the world where it's like this is set in a definitive time period. Which is which is like I know they tried to make it like um, kind of open to time period, but they really didn't. They really didn't. (laughs) It takes place between episode eight and episode nine. Which is a maybe a year. I mean, they they really boxed themselves in. Which is also about twenty five years after the Mandalorian, right? So the rumor is that the, oh, they're gonna like retool everything to be more in line with, you know, the Mandalorian timeline. Which I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, like most things that would not be a big problem with you could you could reprogram Smuggler's Run the way you reprogram um, Star Tours. You know, like like add it like a new adventure right. or whatever, or just change some Mohando's dialogue. But Rise of the Resistance is definitively in a time period. Yep. So I think it's like there's lots of people that are like, we have to erase the sequels from the canon. And look, nothing would make me happier than to see the Last Jedi wiped from existence. Like Thanos snapping it away, but that is not like, the world we Kevin live in. Kevin means actually wiped from existence. Like he doesn't remember it. Yeah, yeah. This is like this has started my quest for the Infinity Stones. It's just to erase half the Star Wars galaxy or the Dragon Balls. Yeah, the Dragon Balls would work too, or anything that might possibly grant this wish. Yeah, or <laughs> you know, genie in a lamp, like you know, Cave of Wonders. I'll, I'll settle for any of them. To erase Jake Skywalker from existence. Um, but I mean, like what we were saying before the show started, like you're going to get to a point with these with like Mando and stuff where it's going to it's going to eventually like run into the sequels. Right. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, but look, that 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 second season of Mandalorian. Oh, man, was that good. 
It was great. Uh, but like, it also is like, like Star Wars fans will complain about anything is kind of like a thing that I'm noticing. Oh, absolutely. Like, you've given them two things in this, and like, I don't know, is spoiler period over? Like, can we give a spoiler warning? I feel like it's been a while. I feel like I watched Amanda season two in the shop yesterday for the first time, because I'm like, ah, at this point, if you haven't seen it. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to hit the uh, the two men in the mouse spoiler alarm, uh, which is going to b- come from the uh, the dragon dagger that I Power Rangers dragon dagger that I got for Christmas. All right. So Brought to you by Dave Weicker of Magical <laughs> Travel. Um. So anyway, spoiler warning. Yeah. Boba Fett showing up. Boba Fett showing up and and just capping stormtroopers. Like, come on, this is all I ever wanted. Boba Fett is a character that that debuted. We all thought he was amazing. He never actually did anything. When you really stop to think about it, Pete. I know. What did he fire his gun once in the hallway at Cloud City at Luke? And didn't hit him. Didn't hit him. Pointed well, his gun. I also think it pointed his gun a few times. Had five lines, maybe. In Mando, he has shown wrecking house on a bunch of like schlubs that also would get beat up by Ewoks. Yes, this is true. But oh man, was it awesome! Oh man, was it awesome! And then, but then there are people who are like, "He's fat," and I'm like, "Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? He's a he's a he's an older man. Like he looks right. fine." Yeah, um, and then then and then of course the last episode, the now. Again, last chance, the spoiler alarm goes off. Uh, Luke Skywalker showing up was maybe the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. But people were still like, the CGI was terrible. I'm like, just accept what you got. Be thankful. <sighs> anyway, anything else you wanted to bring up this week? No. <laughs> All right. No, I, I'm, I'm afraid that we should go out on a high note with Mando because if we go back to like Wonder Woman or I, I just feel like it'll just go bust. Yeah, no, I'm in total agreement with you. I mean, Mando was great. Highly recommended. Can't wait for WandaVision tomorrow, which will probably be either today or yesterday by the time this actually comes out. Um, right. <clears throat> so uh, without any further ado, that's going to do it for Too Many in the Mass this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. We're happy to be back with you here. <clears throat> Hopefully we can be back on a more normal recording schedule. I mean, you know, with the current state of the world, things change and, you know, we got to just kind of roll with the punches. Uh, but if you are uh, interested in uh, getting some wonderful nerdy, um, you know, uh, merchandise and comic books, check out our buddy Pete Mandel at Rogue Comics in Cranford, New Jersey, 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016, or go to roguecomics.com where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store including a trip to Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise, Adventures by Disney, any Disney resort throughout the known world, Universal Orlando, Aulani out in Hawaii. Please check out our buddy Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. If you're renting a Cripper Stroller in the Orlando area, check out Kingdom Strollers. They are our preferred crib and stroller provider in the Orlando area. And of course, for me, folks... You can check out UWAElite.com to check out UWAElite Champion, the Dark Angel, Vincent Valentine. Uh, also, the Morty Monster Show can be found at YouTube.com slash Morty Monster. He's also on TikTok at Morty Monster and Friends, Instagram at Morty Monster and Friends, and Facebook.com slash Morty Monster. Uh, 
And my books. My books are out on Amazon.com, the Ross and Andy series, which uh, has two audiobooks out now as well as the regular standard editions. Uh, and of course, Winters of Alnora, Birth of the Dark Angel, which is going to be having an audiobook coming out soon. So uh, stay tuned for that. All right. That does it for this week. Pete, any closing words? I hope we do this again really soon. Yes, absolutely, folks. Uh, thank you. Uh, please keep the magic alive every day of your lives. We will see you next week on Two Men and the Mouse. So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us.